0: Thank God for our choir. Bless us. Watch Chapel, today on this first Sunday in February, we're celebrating African American Organization Sunday. Amen. We thank everybody for coming out representing your various and diverse organizations. we know the greatest organization is Team Jesus. No organization in the cosmos compares to the body of Christ called church. And if you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you're on Team Jesus. Amen, somebody want to acknowledge the presence of Mark H Robinson. Amen. Stand up Mark H Robinson. Amen. Y'all will get that later. Amen. Running for Lieutenant Governor of the state of North Carolina. He's going to be in the lobby shaking hands right after worship. We thank you for worshiping with us. I'm going to give him credit. He stayed for two worship celebrations. He came early and he stayed. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to give you credit, amen. Some folk come in and leave. They're going to another church. And you stayed for two, amen. So shake his hand, amen. I'm in this preaching series entitled, What I Need in My Life. And I want to lift one verse again in Nehemiah chapter 6. I want to lift verse 3. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great work and cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? On this first Sunday as we launch African American History Month, I want to preach, I need the wherewithal to win. I need the wherewithal to win. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction, barrier, obstacle that might keep us from hearing from you. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. I need, we need the wherewithal to win. God uses people. God uses people. God uses different kinds and types of people, yet beyond the shadow of a doubt, No person who is sane, sober, and spiritual can deny the fact that God uses people. God uses people to bless and build. God uses people to love and lead. God uses people to heal and help. God uses people to care and connect. God uses people to forgive and fortify. God uses people. Everybody who acknowledges God has to also acknowledge that God sends and blesses us with the people we need in life. None of us are islands unto ourselves. None of us are self-made But God uses people to bless, build, encourage us so we might be who God wants us to be in life. God uses people. And while God uses people, the sobering reality, Watch Chapel, is that the devil uses people as well. While we as men and women of God, spirit-filled sanctified on team Jesus acknowledge how we are have been used by almighty God the enemy Lucifer devil Beelzebub uses people as well the enemy uses people to hurt and hinder the enemy uses people to belittle and bellyache the enemy uses people to grumble and gossip The enemy uses people to create confusion and condemn. The enemy uses people to scheme and steal. The enemy uses people to deceive and discourage. The enemy uses people to undo and undermine. Like God uses people, the enemy uses people as well. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we got to make sure that we are used exclusively for the glory of God and by God. If you're not careful, if you give the enemy a toehold, the enemy can use you and I as well. According to this text, we watch this spiritual battle wrestling match between the people of God, Nehemiah, and the people used by the enemy, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. God is using Nehemiah to rebuild the walls and restore the gates that have been burned and torn down in Jerusalem. While God is using Nehemiah to build up, the enemy is seeking to use Sanballat, Tobiah and Geshem to sabotage and stifle the work of Almighty God. While God is using Nehemiah to do something constructive, meaningful, and uplifting, the enemy is using Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem to tear down what God is trying to build up, to stifle what God is trying to do And to eliminate what God is trying to construct. Can I preach on this Sunday? And watch chapel. If you know something about the work of God and the Bible, wherever there is somebody doing something constructive, productive, there will always be enemy opposition. I dare you to read the text and the entirety of the book of Nehemiah. As long as the walls and gates were torn down, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem were MIA. But as soon as Nehemiah showed up with a plan, a vision to rebuild the walls and restore the gates, then comes Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. As long as stuff was raggedy, torn down, destroyed, decimated nobody had anything to say but as soon as nehemiah showed up with a plan to rebuild and reconstruct then comes the enemy can i preach on this sunday morning as soon as you as long as you had low self-esteem as long as you were ashy and miserable and wretched, nobody had anything to say But as soon as you got a pedicure, a manicure, put some shea butter on them. (coughs) That's when the intimate, can I preach in here? As long as you didn't like yourself, long as you were always the bridesmaid. But as soon as God blessed you with Mr. or Mrs. Right, soon as you walked down the aisle, soon as you got your credit right, soon as you purchased the house, Then came Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. Soon as you started coming to church every Sunday, became a tither, became a worshiper, began serving, that's when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem showed up. Wherever there is opposition, you know you are doing the right thing. Can I preach this? Sometimes opposition is a sign. God is blessing you, using you, and you are in the will of Almighty God. As Nehemiah is rebuilding and reconstructing the walls in Jerusalem, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem launch a scheme to stifle and sabotage the work of God. While they are scheming to stifle and sabotage the work of God, the Good News Watch Chapel is Nehemiah possesses the wherewithal to win. And that's what I've come to preach on this Lord's Day morning. As we celebrate African American History Month, there will always be opposition when you and I are seeking to do the work of God. But I encourage somebody to cultivate develop and possess the wherewithal to win. Mean people will be mean, haters will hate, but you've got the wherewithal to win messy people will be messy immature people will be immature but you have the wherewithal to win gossipy people will be gossips envious people will be envious but you have the wherewithal to win Jealous people will want to steal, kill, and destroy. Haters will hate. Small-minded people will be small-minded, but you have the wherewithal to win. Cheap people will say we don't have enough. Small-minded people can't see beyond their nose, but you got the wherewithal to win. Negative people will be negative. Can I preach this? But you have the wherewithal to win. Do your good preaching, P-Dub. Can I preach this? I've come by to encourage somebody on this Lord's Day morning to cultivate, develop, and possess the wherewithal to win. And since I'm doing my good preaching, I might as well call the roll. You and I come from good stock of people who've been hated upon, should be dead, but we had the wherewithal to win. Tried to kill Booker T. Washington, but he had the wherewithal to win. Tried to lynch Ida Wells Barnett, but she had the wherewithal to win. Oppressed, enslaved, subjugated, raped, assaulted, incarcerated, yet we are still winning in 2024. They tried! we still win Nehemiah has the wherewithal to win what does it mean to have the wherewithal to win if you have the wherewithal to win watch chapel we are discerning in our decision making I could preach a whole hour on discernment In decision making. Nehemiah is rebuilding the walls. Sanballat, Geshem, and Tobiah want him to stop what he's doing. Travel 10 miles to the plain of Ono so they can talk. I mean, if I'm busy, why can't you come to me? You got time to send me a message, but you're not willing to come where I am while I'm working, lend a helping hand and help me do what God's calling me to do. But you want me to come down from the wall, travel to to Durham County and talk to you about some foolishness. Can I preach this? Nehemiah, praise be to God, has the discernment not to go for the yokey-doke. And Nehemiah has the wherewithal to win because he's discerning in his decision-making. And I'm encouraging somebody right now not to pray for more money, not to pray for a man, woman, or a new man, or a new woman. Not to pray for bigger, better, bolder, but to pray for discernment. Preach this, pastor. Go home and read 1 Kings 3. When Saul was given an opportunity to pray for anything and receive anything, Saul doesn't pray for more money. He doesn't pray for more women. Doesn't pray for a new woman. Doesn't pray for a bigger, bolder kingdom, but he prays for wisdom. And God blesses him with more because he knew what to ask for. Maybe in our prayer lives, we need to ask for more discernment. Maybe you don't need to ask for new but more discernment. Lord, help me with discernment. Because if you got discernment, can I preach this watch chapel you're going to be cautious. Can I? Let me just preach this and put the hay down where the horses can eat it. When you pray for discernment, you're going to be wise in who you date. If you got discernment, you're going to be wise before you sign the dotted line. If you pray for discernment, you ain't going to walk through the door just because it's open. You ain't going to mate just because they willing. You ain't going to say yes just because they smile. Everybody ain't your friend. Everything ain't for you. All money ain't good money. Everything that smiles at you Can I preach this? He fine girl. He got a size 13. He got, got you. You better. You better be careful. You know what somebody said. That She fine. Brick house. Stallion. I might as well preach it. Y'all looking at me like y'all ain't got, y'all know what I'm saying. I might as well preach it to bless somebody. What happened to Samson? You can't tell me Delilah wasn't fine. so fine, that joker's nose was so wide open you could drive a tank through it. And ended up dead because he lacked discernment. Let me raise the question on this Sunday. How many of us would have more money if we had discernment? How many of us would not have experienced some heartache and heartbreak had we had discernment? How many of us wouldn't have some nicks and bruises and scars had we not? The wherewithal to win means I got discernment in my decision-making. Not just discernment in my decision-making, the wherewithal to win means I'm convinced of the cause. Sanbalat, Geshem, and Tobiah invite Nehemiah to stop what he's doing, meet them 10 miles away in the plain of Ono, but Nehemiah says, I'm doing a great work and will not come down. Watch Chapel, Nehemiah is so convinced of the cause of rebuilding the wall that he's not entertaining foolishness. When you are convinced what you're doing is not mediocre, not substandard, not inferior, not even good, but great, there's some stuff you will not entertain. Can I preach this? When you recognize that you are doing a good work, there's some stuff you won't put into your nose or in your body. When you recognize you're doing a great work, there's some people you won't entertain because they ain't bringing enough to the table. When you realize you're doing a great work, can I preach this to bless somebody? There's some things you won't even bother with because it's beneath you, inferior and substandard. When you recognize you're doing a great work, you'll ignore some stuff not let some stuff get to you because you're doing a great work. I encourage everybody to embrace something that's a great work, whether it's your health, whether it's getting holy, whether it's becoming healthy, whether it's going to grad school, getting a life, going back to school, buying a house, getting your money right, getting your mind right. I encourage you to do a great work. Because if you ain't doing a great work, anybody can get your attention. If you ain't doing a great work, anybody can distract you or deceive you. If you ain't doing a great work, anything can get to you. But when you're doing a great work, some stuff, you will ignore, won't respond to, won't entertain because you are convinced of the cause. And let me do my good preaching watch chapel on February 4th, 2024. There are some causes that need our time, talent, energy, and tenacity. Eliminating racial gerrymandering in the state of North Carolina is a great work. Getting the right folk in office, preach this, is a great work. Feeling your God-given potential is a great work. Leaving a legacy for your children and your children's children is a great work. Being the mighty man of God, the woman of virtue that God says you ought to be is a great work. I can't come down because I'm doing a great work. Not inferior, not average, not even good, but I'm doing great work. I got the wherewithal to win because I'm convinced of the cause. I got the wherewithal to win because I'm discerning in my decision making. But I got the wherewithal to win because I got help from heaven. Notice, Sanballat, Geshem, and Tobiah invite Nehemiah four times to come down from the wall, quit, so they can conversate in Ono. But text says, Nehemiah says, no, I'm doing a great work, cannot come down, Don't think because the enemy didn't get you one way, the enemy won't try another way. (laughs) Tried through invitation. Now the enemy sends a letter accusing Nehemiah of sedition and trying to be the king. The letter is unsealed, yet they send the letter to Nehemiah seeking to intimidate him from doing the work God has called him to do but Nehemiah because he has discernment watch chapel because he's wise because he got Holy Ghost gumption doesn't go for the okey doke because Nehemiah is convinced of the cause and verse nine watch chapel here's the shout Nehemiah says they tried to intimidate me but I prayed Lord strengthen my hands Can I close the way I want to close? See, when you pray, then you'll get help from heaven. There's some battles you can't fight in your own power. There's some things you can't win on your own. There's some battles you can't fight in your own strength. You and I don't have enough verve. We don't have enough tenacity. We don't have enough perseverance. We don't have what it takes, but there's a God in heaven who sits high and looks low and somebody knows God will fight your battles. Do I have a witness in here? Anybody know God will show up and fight your battles? Anybody know God is a winner? God will give you everything you need and some. He'll give you the helmet of salvation. You got the sword of the spirit. Your loins gird about with truth. You got sandals of peace. You got the breastplate of righteousness and you got the power of prayer. Will God show up and fight your battle? Do I have a witness in here? Is your mind right because God fought your battle? Is your head clear because God fought your battle? Are your haters behind you because God fought your battle? The devil dug a ditch for you but God put a trampoline in the bottom of the ditch and you climbed out of the ditch because when the devil thought he had you you just used it as a springboard to get out of the ditch and now you're stronger. I said, you're stronger. I said, you're better. You're wiser. You're more than a conqueror because he'll fight your battles. Ride on, King Jesus. Keep on fighting. Get peace at night. Go to bed. Stop biting your nails. Stop counting sheep. Count your blessings. Count how he's fought your battle. Anybody got victory? Sunday was last Sunday I didn't preach but I'm preaching right now I got victory in the name of Jesus no longer bound but got victory in Jesus name I said there's power there's power I said there's power in the name of of Jesus stand to your feet tell your neighbor you gonna win look on the other side tell your neighbor you gonna win tell them you winning right now come on now I need my folk to tell me tell somebody all we do is win All we do is win. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the enemy mess up your marriage. Don't let the enemy mess with your mind. Don't let the enemy have your children. I said, God will fight your battles if you let them fight. Maybe the prayer is, Lord, strengthen my mind. Lord, strengthen my hands. Lord, strengthen my marriage. You fill in the blank. Wherever you need strength, ask God for it. There's somebody this morning, my brother, my sister, I want you to come down the aisle right now, you need to accept Jesus as your savior. You need a church home, I want you to walk down the aisle right now from wherever you are. You need a church home, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. Come on down the aisle wherever you are, come on. <clears throat> you need a church home, you want to accept Jesus as your savior. This young lady is coming, this young man's coming. Have a seat. Have a seat right here. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. There may be somebody else. Come on down the aisle. There's somebody coming right now. This young lady. Isn't she in Awana? One of our Awana students. Amen. Amen. Look at God. Come on, somebody else. You want to accept Jesus as your Savior. want you to accept Jesus as your Savior today. You may be saved, but you don't have a church home. want you to come join Watch Chapel. You need a church home. You need to get connected to the body of Christ called church. need people that's going to pray for you. People... I'm gonna encourage you. People who miss you when they don't see you. It may be somebody else. You ain't been connected to the church since the pandemic, but you alive. You know the pandemic, let's be real. I ain't look, I ain't judging. The pandemic threw everybody a curveball. Like a sinker, a slider, a curve. One of them pitches that dip. Think about where we were four years ago. Four years ago, you had all kinds of stuff planned. Then March came. Come on now. And you, it's four years, that you just getting your mind back together right, right now. There's some people we ain't seen in four years. Am I telling the truth? Today's the day you may want to recommit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. sister maybe a family you're here you weren't living in Raleigh three four years ago you you new to the area you need a church home come on down the aisle you had COVID four or five times and you alive you thanking God God kept me You know, this time four years ago, we were talking about Corona, and some folk, some folk thought it was an alcoholic beverage. But y'all laughing. I had somebody tell me, man, I'm good. I don't drink that. I said, I said you ain't good. You just don't know it. There may be somebody else You're here You're here You want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ You want to accept Jesus You want to unite with the church Come on brother, come on sister Maybe a family Watch that but let's be evangelists. Ask your neighbor to your right or to your left you want to accept Jesus? Do you want to join the church? All they can do is say no. Ask with a smile. Ask with a smile. (laughs) Ask with a smile. Richard, I want you to come forward, amen. We got all young people who accepted Jesus today. All young people coming as candidates for baptism. I want to introduce Sister Gabrielle Smith who comes as a candidate for baptism. Brother Derek Devan, who comes as a candidate for baptism. And Sister Abigail Gasaway, who comes as a candidate for baptism. (laughs) So, you three have made a great decision. One of the best decisions you'll make in your life the decision to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Jesus loves you. Loves you. And salvation is a simple process. It's admitting that you are a sinner. That means you're not perfect. That means that to believing that Jesus loves you so much he died for you and confessing Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Do you believe that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Minister Richard Harris is our minister of children and youth. Some of you know him already. He's going to be one of your first friends in the life of Watch Chapel. He'll make sure that you understand what baptism is all about. Get you connected with children and youth ministry. And I know your parents are all going to give you a great baptism party. Amen. I know he gonna give you a big one. He gonna give you a real good baptism party. We have something to give you. One, two, three. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. You can follow brother Richard, sister Rhonda. Amen. Parents, can you join your kids in the back? Amen. Parents, amen. All right. Thank you so much. Deacons, amen. As we prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper, we do so reverently, we do so cheerfully. We do so with the spirit of thanksgiving. The Bible says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself lest we partake of the body and blood of Jesus in an unworthy manner. We do so with a sense of seriousness and reverence as we partake of this holy meal. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the holy ordinance of the Lord. Lord's Supper. As we partake of this meal, we do so reverently and thankfully. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Bless these elements. Use them for our growth and sanctification. In Jesus' name.